I take you into the ocean on a beautiful boat and we sail across the ocean and we get to the middle and I tell you to jump into the ocean, majority of the people would say no. They don't want to jump. Even if you do know how to swim, you're going to be hesitant a little bit. Similarly, if I take you to a building and we go up a three-story building and I get to the top of the third floor and I tell you to jump, most people would not want to jump. But if I should light the boat on fire or if I should uh, set the building on fire or put poisonous snakes or something that charges at you uh, with rage, almost everybody, I would say 90% of the people would jump off the boat, similarly would jump off the building. But then you ask yourself and say, but why so? Well, we do know one thing, fear is involved. So today I want to talk to you guys about fear. In today's episode, I want to talk about fear, but from the perspective of fear and change. Why are we so afraid of change? But then what provokes our fear of change? Ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to Forget Norms with Mr. Fashir. What is going on, everybody? Welcome to another episode of our podcast, Forget Norms. I am Mr. Fashino, and I, I want to thank everybody who's listening today. I do apologize, though. Uh, the last episode that we had, episode 20, was on the eve of the new year. That has been over 30 days. And um, I apologize because I'm, I'm not a big fan of going this long without necessarily bringing an episode but uh, there's been a lot going on, as you can tell. I record from our studios here in Cry Out Media, so it has been a busy month for us between trying to come up with you know new programs and everything in between that. Uh, my time got a little compromised, and so I wasn't able to actually bring episodes as I want to, but I'm going to make a, a promise here to say uh, it's not going to go 30 days anymore for, before we get a new episode. But that being said, let us jump right into this show. Uh, I want to talk today about fear and change. And if you guys know me, I'm an open book, so I'd like to use a lot of my real-life scenarios about certain things. And this topic actually was provoked uh, because recently my wife and I went through a rough patch uh, in our relationship. If you guys know, I talk a lot about my kids and my, and my wife. And we have been married. This is actually our fifth year of being married. The 20th of this month is actually going to be our anniversary. So shout out to to her for uh, sticking with me all this while. And I look forward to celebrating that day with her. But we, we, we've, we've literally been coasting. And I think in my book and several episodes, I've talked about how we, we found a way to make it work, even with the sense that we didn't, we didn't necessarily date each other. But recently, I think we hit a patch which uh, it made me to realize that if I had thought that this was just going to be a bliss until the end, then I think something was actually wrong with me mentally. And it got me to start to ask questions about change, about what what is it about change that we're so afraid of. And then I come to realize that you really can't even talk about change without necessarily talk about talking about fear. And so I said, let me use this, this opportunity today to do some research. And I did my research. And what I'm going to talk to you today is about change and fear. And I'm also going to give you some tips on how to deal with change and how to also deal with fear. 
Now, my topic is really coming from the perspective of the fact that fear is not necessarily a bad thing. It just depends on what you should be afraid of. So what you are afraid of is different from what you should be afraid of, especially when it comes to desires and motivation. And that's something that I feel like a lot of times we do have them confused. And I want to try to see if I can shed some light in there today. Um, the first thing I want to talk about is the fact that time is immemorial. As human beings, we we like routines. We, 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 we like the idea of being able to have a routine and stick to them and run with that. But the question is, when you really dig deep underneath routines and, 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 and all that stuff and the fear of change, you realize that you come to one fundamental control. I used to think only the rich folks and people who like certain things like, you know, like control. But I've come to realize that almost every single human being on earth, every single one of us on this planet, has that psychology, that, that psychology of control. But then you say, what does that necessarily mean to have control? And what does control has anything to do with fear? Well, fear comes from the idea of not knowing what the outcome is. And our lives and lives and everything in life, in my opinion, is about inputs and outputs. Whether you like it or not, something goes in, something comes out, something goes up, something comes down. And when we don't know what the outcome is, even though we know what the input is, it becomes a thing where we don't feel very comfortable about. But then when you say you don't feel comfortable, why? Because you can't control that circumstance. And if you can't control that circumstance, it almost provokes you to want to be afraid of this the, the outcome. So an example that I gave you about taking somebody into the ocean and putting them on a boat and telling them to jump, they don't want to jump because that safe space of the boat is something they can control. The circumstance of being there, they can control. What happens when I jump into the ocean? The fact that I know there's sharks, I don't know what that outcome is. So I'm not jumping into the boat. But when that boat is lit on fire, I know what the outcome of the fire is. So the fear of the unknown becomes a little bit less from what I know. Now I can control the fact that my life is in my hands. If I don't jump into the ocean, I might die. So I can control this circumstance. And the circumstance of me controls the fact that I want to be alive. And so let me jump into a place that I know that uh, maybe I may not necessarily make it, but at least this I know for a fact that it will be stupid for me to just sit here and burn to death. It's control. The fear of change is the fact that you can't control what you don't know. You can control what you know. When you take an example of human beings, when we start to date and we meet somebody and we're dating them, we don't necessarily know them. It's an unknown, but we're giving it a shot. And so we cannot make certain rules and regulations in those relationships because we just started. We're just dating. But when someone gets to the point where they become very comfortable, where they can control the circumstances, I can control what I know about this person. I can control how I feel about this person. I can control what my emotions are like with this person. Then I feel comfortable now to go into another unknown, which is marriage. But what that unknown that is marriage is not so frightful because I understand that I do have something in the back of my pocket, which is that I kind of know their character. So I can almost predict predict what the outcome is when I deal with this person. And so when that control also happens, you realize that with the control now, we can make ridiculous uh, demands. Like for instance, that's my husband. You're not going to leave this house until I tell you so. Or that's my wife. I don't want you to put on short skirts because I don't like you wearing short skirts. So everything still wraps around the whole idea of the fact that the circumstances that can be controlled can be controlled. So when we start to deal with changes, changes puts us in a position where we can't control those circumstances. But what is fear in and of itself and why should you not be afraid well the truth is human beings are always going to be in a state of fear whether you like it or not it just depends on what's good so that's why i said in the beginning if i didn't say it, let me say it again what you fear and what you should fear is where the knowledge lies and i'm saying that in everything that you do in life from your personal life 
to your marriage, to your profession, to everything that you do in life. What you are afraid of and what you should be afraid of is what's distinguished, in my opinion, between good fear and bad fear. I don't think fear, in in essence, is a bad thing. We fear change because change brings us to a point where we lose control. And when we lose control, we become vulnerable. Change exposes our vulnerabilities. Let me answer a question that I asked myself. Why do we fear? Because fear is natural. It's a, it's a survival instinct. It is not something that in and of itself is bad. It is a survival instinct because it is only human to be afraid. But if fear should affect you negatively, if it should hinder progress, that is when it becomes detrimental to you. So should you be afraid? In my opinion, yes, you should be afraid. But should you be afraid of that which you desire, the outcome of that which you desire? I think that's where there is a slight difference between successful people and unsuccessful people because successful people have found a way to know the things that they should be afraid of. I'll give you an example. I dislike being poor. I hate poverty with a passion. It is one of my phobias. I'm I'm really afraid of being poor. Probably my biggest fear on earth is the fact that I'll, I'll leave this earth without necessarily enjoying some of the things that I desire to enjoy. I want to be wealthy. It's not a joke. It's not something that I hide it anytime, anywhere I want to be. And so anything that gives me a glimpse to show as if I'm not going to be that which I purpose to be, I'm afraid of it. But my fears are also ties to my desire and my drive. I'm not going to not do the things that gives me the opportunity to be that which I, I can be because I don't know the outcome. I'm not foolish enough to just not to just jump into things and not necessarily think about them. But I'm also not foolish to say I'm not going to do it because I'm afraid of what the outcome is. And that's why I said there's a difference between successful people and what they're afraid of and unsuccessful people and what they're afraid of. Successful people are afraid of not being successful. And so they do things that were only going to make them successful. Unsuccessful people are afraid of those things that they don't know just in general period so they don't even try they don't even give it an attempt so i'm going to ask this question what are you afraid of in life in your life in your current life right now what are you afraid of and then in your current life i'm going to try to get you to look at something from a different perspective what should you be afraid of so two different questions what are you afraid of currently in your life and what should you be afraid of currently in your life that is probably one of the biggest catalysts to how you make decisions. That is probably one of the biggest catalysts to how you take actions. That is probably one of the biggest catalysts to how you date. That is probably one of the biggest catalysts to how you choose a mate, you choose a profession, a career, you choose a school, you choose everything because we are always going to be afraid of something. But what are you afraid of currently in your life? You cannot be afraid of being broke and you are afraid of working. You can't be afraid of the input just as much as you are afraid of the output nothing goes which means you end up being stagnant you end up being at the same place it's almost like somebody who's in a relationship and they're being abused they are afraid of the 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 abuser coming in the house every day but then they also are afraid of what's out there you end up being abused for the rest of your life that is what i am talking about fear and change fear sometimes is supposed to provoke change and fear should not also stop change So fear is actually not necessarily a bad thing. It is a good thing if you know what to be afraid of based on your desires. So let me close here. What are some of the things that you can do to be comfortable with change? Because now I'm going to push fear aside because we already get that out the way. But then change being inevitable and 
most of us are looking for ways to evolve. Most of us are looking to say, hey, I have a dollar today. I would love to have $2 tomorrow. What are some of the things that you can do to encourage change? Well, number one, I'm going to tell you to say that you have to look at change from, a pers- from, a, from the perspective of a process. You have to take change from a holistic perspective and you break it down into small steps. Let's say, for instance, one of the things that you want to change is a habit of smoking. I don't know where that came from. Let me just use that. You have to break it down from saying, okay, cool, I'm smoking a pack of cigarettes a day. Um, I'm going to smoke 19 a day and I'll carry one over. And you go through that process of doing it by small increments all the way until the point where you come to realize the whole of your change, which means we go from 19 a day to 18 to 17. And if I feel comfortable, I can go from 17 to 13, 13 to 7, 7 to 5, 5 to 3, and then 1, and I'm st- I stop smoking. That's one way. So break your change process into small steps. Number two thing that I'm going to tell you about is to look into the consequences of the change and to remain the same. Either way, you're going to be afraid of something. And either way, when you're, when you're afraid of something, there are consequences of every action that you do. If you don't take an action, there's a consequence. If you take an action, there's also a consequence. But you have to look into those consequences of the change. Which one is much greater? Do I stay the same? Being the same in the same spot, is it, is it much of a greater consequence than being able to jump without necessarily knowing the outcome? In the case that I gave you about somebody being on a boat, and the boat catches on fire. In the beginning, they don't want to jump because why? I don't know what the outcome is. I can control this. I'm comfortable here. But now I can't control this. I can't put the fire out. I can't do anything. The boat is going to catch on fire. I have to jump. So if I stay in the same spot, which one has more consequences? The third thing that I want to talk to you about is that you somewhat, and this is something that I'm not a big fan of, but I'm going to actually touch on it. You have to take into consideration the people around you. Why do you take that into consideration? Because We don't live in a bubble. We live around where sometimes our changes also comes with an effect of those that we love. And when we make changes that without necessarily taking them into consideration, it can backfire on us because they could become a distraction. Let's just say, for instance, a mother, you have two kids and you decide to say, you know what, I love this man so much and, you know, I'm a single parent and I'm just going to jump in into this man. And you start dating him without necessarily taking into consideration your two kids. If the kids don't like him, they become a strain into that relationship. It's the same thing with you moving to another city without consulting or taking into consideration everybody else is going to move with you. When you're by yourself, you don't have to necessarily do that. But even if you're by yourself, you still have to understand that there's a gradual process to how you kind of ease people into things. Not because you need their approval, but just because you don't want them to become a distraction to you. Number four is you have to be practical. You have to be practical with yourself. A lot of us like to lie to ourselves too much. Um, we like to tell things that we don't necessarily believe in, but it feels so good that we have to find a way to believe in them. Well, there's a real life and there's a perceptive life. You can live in your perceptive world all you want, but at some point, the practicality of life is going to face you at your door. So be practical enough for you to understand that this is, this is enough for me to say, okay, I can do this, or this is not enough for me to say, I can't do this. And if you can't do that, then okay, this fear of this change is, is, is valid. I don't, I don't necessarily, if I can't swim, I'm not going to jump in, into the river and swim unless I absolutely need to, which at that point, it's not even about whether I can swim. The instincts of flight or fight becomes more of something that you rely on, whether you want to or not. Number five, you must enjoy and be willing to enjoy the change. That is the funny thing about life. I see too many people in circumstances where they don't enjoy it. 
but they don't also want to change because they're afraid. To me, that's not leaving. You have to be willing to enjoy the change. I have to, I have to, especially if it's not something where it's a life or death that you're forced to. I know my example in the beginning gave you no options on life. It gave you just either you sit in a boat and burn or you jump and get swallowed by a shark or you swim. But life also still gives you that opportunity for you to be able to say, okay, cool, I can make a conscious decision to do this and I'm okay with that. And you have to be willing to enjoy the change. You have to look forward to the fact that this change will bring me more opportunities. This change will bring me more joy. This change will bring me more happiness. Hey, at the very least, I'll find it exciting to see that I attempted to make a change. And even if I failed at it, at least I gave myself the opportunity of something other than what my status quo is. And that enjoyment should come with a fulfill, fulfilling attitude to say, I'm going to do it. Number six, and this is second to the last point, you have to also love the results of the change. You have to be willing to love the results. Let me put it that way. Or if you do the change, you have to love the results. One thing that I always tell people for me personally is the fact that my best thing is to give my 1,000% if there's anything as such as a 1,000%. And whatever the results are, is totally out of my control. The only time that I feel some type of way in life is when I feel like, you know what, I should have done a little bit more than I did. And then at that point, I'm really confused about the outcome or I'm really disappointed in the outcome. But if I know for a fact that I used every tool in my arsenal to do what I'm supposed to do and the results comes out unfavorable to me, I live with the results. I am very okay with the results because at that point, the universe probably took control of what my circumstance should have been at that point. So I don't really sweat that stuff. And finally, I'm going to leave it at this. You have to believe in the fact that tomorrow is always going to be better than today because the same way that you lost control of yesterday, you can gain control of tomorrow. All it takes for us is to come become familiar with that. When I'm, when I'm talking to folks, friends, and, 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 and loved ones, I always tell them, I said, do what you want to do and just keep doing it. One of the biggest things about life is that we are afraid of that which we don't know. So if you're doing something that is foreign to somebody, all they have to do is to get familiar with you, find a way to be acquainted with you, and then they're going to find a way to love them. When you start to sell something, people hesitate to buy it. But once they buy it and people get familiar and they're comfortable with it, it's not something too foreign anymore. And so you start to see the dividends of the fact that you kept at it and you remain persistent and you were consistent in what you do. So in conclusion today, I want to say this. I don't think fear and change are bad things uh, in life. I just think you have to pick what that which you should be afraid of and embrace the attitude of understanding that change is inevitable. We're going to change one way or another. But what should not constitute my choice of decisions is not necessarily the, f the fear of the changes that I don't want, but more so the fear of the changes that if I don't change, I remain stagnant. Until next time, ladies and gentlemen, take care of yourselves. Peace. For more information or to get in contact with our host, visit our website, www.forgetnorms.com.